Shalom, everyone. Welcome back to The Upper Room. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for those of you that haven't been here before, this is a, an opportunity in an area in which we can loose and bind biblical topics, a safe environment where we can get into the grey areas of the Bible and the scriptures and everything else in between. Um, if, you, uh, if you've not been following us for a while, we've also got our After Hours episode where I delve into the, the weird and wonderful uh, goings-on in the world for a biblical lens. Uh, which has been great so far, so I appreciate everybody uh, coming over to, to view that. Um, we've also still got our regular Torah portions going out every Friday, uh, where we've got Tommy, Jackie, and uh, Joe edifying the body of Christ. Uh, we've also got a, a new addition, our editor Mark. He has released a audio Torah portion, and honestly, it comes alive in a way that um, if you do struggle to read the word, if there is a, a lack of comprehension or you, you just you just struggle, uh, I, I thoroughly recommend that because he, ha- he has a, a gift that, that brings the word uh, to life in a way that uh, I've not experienced before. So um, a lot going on at Almond House HQ at the moment, uh, a lot of work going into bringing you uh, great content uh, that builds, that edifies, that encourages and hopefully uh, gives you uh, the the armory and the encouragement to, to walk out this, this this walk. With that being said, my guest today, um, sometimes you just gotta give the people what they want, and <laughs> and uh, this uh, this woman, she's a she's a, a wife to a powerhouse. She's a, a mother to a powerhouse. Uh, no stranger to the upper room. And uh, hopefully, again, to, to build and encourage you all on your walks, it's, uh, it's Bex. Shalom, Bex. How are you doing? Um, yeah, really good. Happy to be back. It's been a while. Not going to lie. It's been a busy, busy season. Um, last time I was on, we were speaking, getting hyped up for the, for the feast. And wow, it gets better every year. But obviously becomes a massive responsibility um we will talk more about the feast and, and what we did there later but yeah it's really good to be back and yeah we we all know that when I was last on we were in a, a different type of world went to the feast we all come back to a different type of world and we're not going to sit here tonight and discuss current affairs because I'm sure everyone's head is absolutely blown off with what's going off in the world right now but I'm here to shine some light on it tonight um, shine some light and how we have a massive part to play in this time in history so yeah stay tuned if you want to want to be the light of the world so um, with that being said we've uh, we've had a few conversations now on here Bex where um, you know I, I feel it's been particularly fruitful and um, hopefully you are willing we can have the opportunity to have more of this dialogue ongoing because um, looking at our viewership, looking at those that interact with us, uh, we have uh, predominantly it's a, it's a female viewership, and um, we feel it would be great to cater for that. So uh, going forward, it would be great to, to to get your questions, get your comments. If there are any topics out there that are, that are on your heart, anything that you feel uh, would be great for us to to get into uh, on this platform, um, please reach out to us in the comments section. We'll also uh, see if we can post a, a link in the description for our email address to for the ministry. Uh, again, because um, essentially we'll, we want to engage, we want to talk about things that are, are near to your heart and that uh, will make a difference. Um, so 
yeah, again, watch this space. Um, we've got lots uh, lots lined up, not only uh, on, on this podcast, but on the uh, the the After Hours show as well. We've got some things in the pipeline as well. So, as I said, a lot going on. And um, hopefully we can uh, we can continue to shine that light. So with that being said, I really like these episodes, um, particularly with Bex, because I may not necessarily know the fullness of what is being brought to the table. So um, hopefully I can put my flesh to the side and hope that the that the spirit will intercede in that sense. So uh, Bex, you mentioned the topic of being uh, the light in the world, and so yeah, the floor is yours. Please take it away. Salam. Shalom. Yeah, so now more than ever, we live in a world that we turn on our TV, we're even looking on our phones, even people that were like, you'd maybe scroll on Instagram, people that didn't really have a clue about what's going on in the world, but the whole world is just encapsulated in darkness right now. Everybody is picking sides, nobody knows where to stand, and for us, um, it couldn't be more clearer. We stand with Yeshua, we stand with the Bible, we stand with the light of the world and what does that mean um so I'm just kind of you know gonna dig deep on how we are to be the light of the world and it's 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 a saying that we often hear we often hear be the light be the light be the light but what does that mean um for me it means um the John the John scripture where it says how can you bear fruit if um basically if you you pull away from from the messiah we can't bear fruit if we if we step away from the messiah so now more than ever we have to hang close to our messiah because some people might be taking one side and some people might be taking the other side i'm not going to say any names because by now it's probably shadow banned as well you know right. all these keywords you know and what side are we taking we are taking the side of the messiah and right now what i'm seeing in the world does antichrist these people don't have the christ the messiah and it's becoming more and more of a minority in the world that have the messiah and we know that the church is a massive system and we know that they've got a lot to learn but we stand in the spirit and the truth we stand with um the feasts the 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 sabbath the the lord's will and also the love of messiah so we have to really hang hang close to him now because um it's a free gift right now everybody can have it we can have it at the touch of our fingertips you know we can post about it without being um looked down upon we can go evangelizing on the street we can host churches but you know we're going to come into a time where the church it said it is going to be persecuted for following the messiah and now we can understand why there's so much evil in the world what's going on in the middle east can you imagine if we took that and said you just need the messiah it would just add so much fuel to the fire. So I just want to get into some scriptures tonight about what it really means to to um, cling close to our Messiah and our Lord in spirit and in truth. Because we know that Jesus is probably the most said word throughout the whole of history. People say it now in curse words, but what does it actually mean to have him and do his ways and stick the narrow path with him? And it sounds easy, but it's actually not. It's hard work because we're going to come up against so much opposition in the world, so much distraction, so much um, negativity, picking sides that are distracted. We'll be taken away from the Messiah. Our hearts will be. There's a scripture where it says um, things that are going to come in the world that the, the love of many will grow cold. And if you're constantly looking at darkness, if you're looking at what's going on in the world, all this evil, Messiah also says, if you look at something bad, it it turns your whole body evil. What you're looking at with your eyes and what you're ingesting, it can turn your body evil and it 
can can cause you to be corrupt it can cause you to be angry at people it can cause you to wish death upon people it can cause you to fuel the fire of war and evil when that is you know not what messiah wants at this time so yeah that's just briefly but obviously we'll we'll dig a bit deeper and yeah go from there love that i mean uh just off the top of my head there's that uh anecdotal um for a catchphrase of um you know you, you become what you behold essentially and um there are scriptures that warn against um you know the guarding of our gates uh, of course there are those that are called to be watchmen and there's a biblical application to how we navigate um difficult uh, turbulent times and for those to uh, protect and, and to serve the, the body of christ when it comes to um you know uh, things that are taking place in the world um but we have a, a unique challenge whereby uh, we've got like like a, a double assault in terms of how we're to maintain that light so we have our own personal relationship with god and and how we uh, cultivate you know the topping up of the oil and and to to maintain closeness so that we we do walk in joy we do walk in peace and love but then also like you say we've got the external factors of what's what's going on in the world which can um uh, unless you're you've got a, a, a good foundation in in christ um then then you could be uh, subjected uh, to being tossed about um uh with the world so i'll, I'll be um I'll be excited to see what what you bring to the table in terms of how we uh, how we navigate that. Yeah, um, here's the scripture. Here it says, "Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except if you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing." and sounds like a simple scripture we need Jesus the whole world saying they need Jesus but what does it actually mean to abide in him at this moment and for me it means staying close in his word so that we're not deceived because you can become so angry with what's going on in the world you look at things you think this is so unfair this is evil and you become angry at certain um politics government and it and it encapsulates you so a little fruit detective test that like are you feeling peace right now when you read the Bible, are you getting confirmations or is it all just a bit of a blur? Because I don't know about you, every time I've picked up that word, it's like the Lord has said to me, like, don't worry about this. Like, this is my battle. Right. But if you feel like you need, you can take on the world and this is your battle, for me, that is a, a sure sign that you're not giving it over to the Lord. And we can't carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. Right. We're not meant to, you know, we're not meant to. Like Joe always says, like, our phones are like crystal balls. And Jack did a teaching on it, how, like, the chips are you know we know for a fact that like our phones can become golden calves and we become to worship what's going on in the world and if it is causing you to have a separation from wanting to read the word wanting to be in fellowship if it's causing you to be angry go on protests there's nothing wrong with protests however we cannot stop the will of god in this world right you know i'm not i understand why people do it but if they you know get to your fellowship you know be there for people that love you and be around people that you love because ultimately we can become so distracted and if we are scattered at this time how can we be of one and how can we be of one of accord and you know be that movement into like the next the next stage in history and we know that we're on the cusp of of big change and the world will never be the same it's like we left for the feast and we've come back to a completely different world but we have to adapt and for us um I want to show us that we have to be stronger. Um, I've been watching uh, Bill Cloud. He's an amazing teacher. I'm sure a lot of our audience um, 
probably what chairman tune into him and he was talking about um how a lot of um a lot of plants they actually the way they grow is in the night so they absorb all the nutrients from the sun in the day they absorb it all they soak it all in all day it's like what we are to do we we're in the daytime in the nice times we soak it in you know we've had some amazing times at Sukkot it's like we were there being topped up like to the brim we couldn't have been any more topped up to come back into a dark world and exercise that faith and then in the darkness is when they grow. They have growth spurts in dark times and, you know, plants as they grow. So I'm calling us to grow and strengthen in these dark times and, and not wither with what's going on in the world. But be an army, but a spiritual army, you know, not, not a physical army that is going to wage war and be bloodthirsty, but truly, truly, um, yeah, have our spiritual have our spiritual mind on and, and be strong in that sense. Yeah, blessed are the the peacemakers. Um, as you mentioned there, you know we're we're, we're children of the light. Uh, what 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 fellowship does light have with dark? Um, when you uh, when you mentioned that, like if you if you were cast back to medieval times and you were describing an iPhone, oh and you're like, days. yeah, it's it's uh, it's basically this device. Uh, there's some quartz and uh, yeah, there's a black mirror. You were like, that's that's just straight. And I'm not I'm not Witchcraft. banging on like uh, mobile phones, but uh, if it essentially becomes an idol, because that's the definition of idolatry, isn't it? Anything that replaces uh, Yah, that supersedes uh, him in your life, um, yeah, that's 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 basically idolatry. And I'm not saying that with a you know I'm I'm being like religiously yeah Pharisaic. It's like that's just true. Like if you're weighing up your time, and I, I wanted to ask you when you said about abiding in. In, in Yeshua, um, are you abiding more in your phone? Literally, are you abiding more in your phone than you are in the word of God? Um, I just wanted to ask you, what does to abide in Christ like mean to you? I know you touched on it briefly there about the word, um, but I, I think, you know, there are those that can maybe uh, be in the word or study it, but they're not, they're not having that, um, Again, these are terms that we've heard throughout, like That's the body, it. like oh yeah, you need to you need to be intimate and you need to abide in him. And it's but like, what, what does that what does mean? that actually look I like know. and mean? Do you know? And what That's I mean? what I'm trying to stay away from that because for me, and I know where it comes from from these people that maybe have had a strong relationship with Christ for a long time. It's like you got to be the light man, you got to abide in him. But then you're like, am I not? It's like, but for me, what it truly means is like what you just said, testing where you are abiding and testing the fruits of how you feel like are you feeling peaceful in the storm are you feeling peaceful what's going on in the world right now and you know it was like exciting on the last day we were at the last um day of Sukkot and Kiara was like we might not be going home you know it might be going into the tribulate obviously we were joking but we you know we were all getting excited everyone had like our white garments on on the eighth day like oh wow wow wouldn't it be great and obviously we knew that wasn't the timeline how things are going to go on but we almost got excited about it but then you truly watch it and you what and it's like you get addicted to watching the news because you think like what what book of revelation are we on today and right. you follow it and it's almost like around the covid time you're like this is it this is it right. but it does start to encapsulate you and it does pull you down i was starting to feel angry starting to feel sad starting to feel like i just wanted to like having constant updates of, of and it's like that's just not me like right. we're not called to be them people so abide in his plan for salvation and his plan for the world and that all these things have to come to pass and nothing changes for us we still open our doors every every shabbat we're still there um 
when you need us we still crack on with the ministry and we just keep going but now more than ever and I think it's caused us to want to ramp things up we're getting more digital stuff out there more content we had a break um over the festive season so we weren't doing anything midweek we're so encouraged now like we need to get like a midweek meeting back on and right. just as much fellowship you know yeah. two or more are gathered I am in the midst it's well, the, the, we need each other the, the fire in the belly starts to to come along like we we, we had conversations in the camp around uh, the areas of censorship uh, shameless plug if, if you haven't watched it already I did a piece on uh, the death of journalism based on the the, the, the shadow banning and the censorship of um, truth and quite often biblical truth and what those implications are now, y- you've got a choice there do you do you sink in that or do you fight back so it's like from our our perspective it's a case of right we've got the fire we've got ready to go and we're just we'll just i'd rather go out swinging and sit there taking it waiting for for the beast to do its thing now with that being said um we touched on sukkot Uh, i wanted to ask you um not just like how it was for you but specifically like when you said about being light into the world now i was topped up like yeah. straight after I was going into petrol stations afterwards, just like proper laying it on people behind oh, the counter, like just, it. you know, cause you're just like, you're on, you're on that. The spirit's just, just strong. What? And I feel like that, um, that fellowship, like you said, which is crucial actually, uh, invigorates and, and gives us the, the, the fire to go out and, and to be the light. Um, what elements of, from Sukkot do you think practically could you then take into like everyday life because it's it's easy when you're set apart and you're with the brethren yeah. to like oh yeah yeah I'm on fire now and I'm going to evangelize I'm going to do all this stuff and then two weeks down you're just like ah oh, it's the end of the world and I can't yeah like what what like how do you take that and, and keep running with it like well obviously there's no perfect solution to it because we all have our down days we're back in Babylon we're back to work back to work with a bang it's like you're tired um obviously coming into the winter season with children is very taxing you know they're getting sick the clocks go back like whoever invented that absolute <laughs> shambles of an idea it just all moms dread it and for us it was like three weeks of just horrendous sleep because he's gone from his cot to his bed so it has been tough and I'm not going to sit here and say that I've been on fire and I've got the perfect solution right. for it but I know the difference and that the difference for being around believers so Joe spoke about on his last um, Parsha how we are to put on the robes of Yeshua, just like Jacob dressed up as as his brother. Like we can do that as Messiah. Messiah says, put on Christ. And it's not saying you're always going to be like Christ. Like you have to put on Christ. And we've all been there. You're having a bit of a Barney with your spouse and then someone that you're not supposed to be arguing around walks in. All of a sudden you're just like, hi hi like acting like nothing's happened or even like with your mom or someone and it's like you almost have to like fake it till you make it and it's like that's what we have to do with Yeshua it's when we don't feel like being like Christ like it's when we don't feel like um being like him being caring being loving keeping your mouth shut that's when you need to do it the most and nine times out of ten yeah, you, when that situation happens and someone's in and it just diffuses the situation then you look at your spouse and you think well, why have we even bothered about something like that it's like you need to be the diffuser in this situation and we can all do that and it's a free gift from Christ but it's not the easiest thing to do but we have to push through because the enemy wants us in this down down and out state of tiredness um oh just wish I was back at Sico and wish we were living like that because one day we will live like that and that is a promise for us all to look forward to but for now we have to 
um, be the light in this very dark world? And I don't have the perfect answer for it. I'm still trying to figure no, that no, out no, myself. No, no, no. I wouldn't expect it because oh. we're, we're all falling short daily. But um, you mentioned there with the um, uh, the premise of fellowship, like how important is is accountability? And I'm not talking about you need to not sin and like yeah. um, that accountability of if you if you are regularly with your brothers and sisters and you know your countenance isn't there or um you know you're not on point like how important do you think that that comes because isolation like the the enemy wants to isolate you and to pull you away and to negate that light so so how important to you do you think like that accountability with with your brothers and sisters is oh absolutely unbelievable how much you need one another like for me people say like oh such a burden having people at your house and it's like no like it forces me to Mm. be on fire for the lord and serve and i would just encourage everyone to be around brothers and sisters some of us in this community are blessed enough to live with other sisters other brothers obviously if you're married hopefully spiritually you're on the same page so you're getting constant fellowship and constant accountability and the, the word says two or more are gathered he is in the midst so I can't recommend that enough. Even one thing that we took from Sukkot that was amazing. So after our morning worship, we did like a workshop every day. Joe prayed, Jack prayed, we all prayed about into the spirit, like what workshop shall we do today? And we were sat on tables of maybe four or five people. And one of the most amazing days was like a group confession. We all sat down, we gave what we like struggled with. Some people it was patient, some people it was this situation, we were having a situation with a family member and we just laid it all out and tears were flowing, people were praying for each other and it was like life changing. People still, I mean, one of the sisters that came was just like a friend of uh, Jack's mom. She was saved from that day. She was like, I've never felt the Holy Spirit like this. I don't want to carry these burdens anymore. It's like she felt like Yeshua just take all this whole life of burden and it was come from group confession. So there's no reason why we can't just do that all the time where we can Mm. just like get together with your sisters. Thankfully, I'm blessed to have good friends that I see midweek with other children and it's like a mum therapy session they're like did you this is what we went through last night I'm like you just laugh you're like oh my days I'm so glad it wasn't just me that had a horrendous night or losing patience with my husband and honestly it's like speaking things out has so much power in your life that the enemy wants you to keep hold of it fester on it and, and never let it go because that's how he gets us to cause a root of bitterness a um stumbling block in our hearts a hatred of other men you know Yeshua says even if you think of someone wrong like you've murdered them in your heart so that's not we what we want to do we want to speak it out and say I don't know why I'm feeling like this and then the other person says I'm going to pray for that I feel like that too and before you know you're probably laughing about it so if that's what people pay for people pay for therapy and counseling to just speak about their problems when we have that in the fellowship we can just say hey can I have a phone call hey can we have a prayer session and before you know you're feeling like so so much better. I think there was a there was a uh, a walking out of biblical protocol. Uh, you know, confess your sins to your brothers uh, in a, in a safe environment. Um, so the accuser's got nothing on you. Mm-hmm. You've got the daily exaltation of speaking life into other individuals, the gifts, the talents, the 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 characteristics of each other, um, which you may or may not normally share. Um, so there were there were really key fundamentals in terms of the importance of being in fellowship that were in operation at Sukkot that I, is my hope and everybody else's hope, I would imagine, that you would continue that on day-to-day life. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think there's something about familiarity that, that withdraws us from 
applying these spiritual principles in our relationships because let's be real it can get mundane it can get um very like day-to-day and similar and it's it's hard to like it can be hard to say can i pray for you or i'm just going to speak life into you i'm going to i'm going to tell you how how um i think god sees you and all of this fruit that we saw from Sukkot and you come back off it going, wow. oh, yeah, 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 this is it. I'm not going to do it every day. Back every day. And you, within a couple of weeks, um, you know, shame on us. We don't do that. So yeah. I, I hope that this conversation can reinvigorate that. Like, oh, man. say that thing to your brother. Say that thing to your yeah. sister. Speak life into them. Um, and, and uh, yeah, you should see, well, you will see fruit from it because it was abundant at Sukkot. Amen. Oh, and another thing we've seen at is people come into their role and their gifts really got displayed Um, whether someone has got the gift of healing or whether someone has got um, discernment so it's about using your brothers and sisters how they're supposed to be used so for one body like you wouldn't just have in your house your floor's really dirty and there's a hoover there and you're just not using it you're picking up the crumbs (laughs) with your hands and they're all just falling out again like think about it like we're all here to bless one another help each other it's you know, is it pride that stops us? There's the Godfrey Bertel song, Pride Stops You Stretching Out Your Withered Hand. Right. And that's what it is. We are all so proud. Like, oh, I don't want them to know I'm struggling. But I've come to a point now. I've even got a headache. I'm going to Anna, who I know has got the gift of healing. She says, get out in the name of Yeshua, <laughs> pain, go. The headache goes. I'm like, why would I even want to suffer with this anymore? Like, yeah. go to people that you know have got that gift. Um for me that's been life-changing as well because sometimes it doesn't come from a place of pride it comes from a place of oh I don't want to burden them or they've got enough going on but in fact that encourages them to live out their their desire and their destiny what Yara's given them to do so yeah another thing about Sukkot showed so many people's gifts and whether you got the gift of music healing like think of all the gifts that come out when we were there and yeah, if you're listening to this and you know, your gift was shown there, like use it more in the body because we wanna we wanna use it, but we're so busy to say have even have a sit down chat with you and say, you know, you should operate like this. Just just do it. Because yeah. it's not me or Joe that you're gonna impress. It's it's the Lord. It's it's for God where this is all we always say in this fellowship, like you have free reign, you have so much um potential to live out how Yah wants you to do. Like we're so liberal in so many areas and you know, unless it's sin, we you can not do what you want, but you know, we encourage that. We want to have that habitation of holiness where people are laying hands and people are evangelizing, like Hazel, bless her. She just led the evangelism the other day out around Liverpool. And that's what we want people to spearhead things because it's not a top down um fellowship here. It's like it's not like a, a hierarchical pyramid where the leaders and everybody does what they say. It's like no, like do it, let it flourish and see, and you'll see that have a knock-on effect on other people. Um, and it does encourage other people to let, step out in their role. So that's another part about being the light of the world, using your gift and, and not like hiding it, essentially. Right, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, do not uh, do not hide your light under a bushel, uh, city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Um, I think that's... Um, I think what you've described there for me, this is just my opinion, is um, the, uh, the the grittiness of actual discipleship. Yeah, I think um, in, if you ask me, my, my views on on um, a lot of inherited uh, things within the faith around discipleship can possibly be over spiritualized. Yeah, and I think the challenge that we face and what you've described there 
is the practical application of what it means to walk in the gifts, what it means to walk in the fruits in, in your everyday relationships. So if you take it back to the book of Acts, it's like you, you see the miracles, you see in healings, you see in all of this um, amazing prophetic action. But yet these guys would have been like yeah. in each other's pockets. They obviously had uh, disagreements and separations. Yeah. Uh, the same things that take place uh, today were taking place then. So I, I think the challenge is is um, what is a, a a a real and practical application to what discipleship is. It's not top down. It's it's yeah. a, a freedom um, to be the person that Yars called you to be, and how Amen. we can engage in each other to 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 facilitate that. And um, don't wait for somebody to tell you when to use your gift in the book of acts you think someone was saying putting the hand up saying oh peter please can i just heal this person it was like no be healed in the name of yeshua you know it was like what what were they waiting for and i know i can sit here and say well how am i using mine and i'm exactly the same we can procrastinate like i've had this podcast but things have come up but it's like no stop procrastinating just do it like there's a whole the whole world is hungry for what we have to offer and and if you've got a gift use it because the enemy doesn't want you to use it. He wants you to keep silent, keep isolated, and just 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 plodding on, basically. But there comes a time when you can't just plod on any longer. Like, the cares of the world, they, they get you. You know, just plodding on isn't good enough these days. And this is what I was trying to get, get round to on this podcast. It's like, if we just plod on, we're going to just like it's getting too deep for us to plod on we've got a march we've got a storm we've got to really like run at this race it's right. called finish the race endure till the end it doesn't just say like go to shabbat every week and like it, no it says really push through because it's it's there's going to be the whole world's going to be against you like the whole you you you're like they're going to be persecuted in your workplace i know a lot more people have been feeling the persecution like at Seco, i've never seen anything like it we had bosses emailing us truant officers um mm. for obviously we've got a few young people in the fellowship bless them they were getting fear-mongered into um you're going to fail your whole exams it was like the first week of term don't 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 tell me that you're going to fail a whole year for like a week of term so the persecution from the pharaohs of egypt is the laying bricks on heavy now right um we're in that time so if you remember just before the the first exodus um signs started coming to pharaoh and what did he do he didn't make it easier for them he made it harder he made the labor harder Mm. he made times more stressful and i feel it now like you don't want to see the the letter that we just had from the banks and the mortgage increase it's like get behind me satan like (laughs) i am not paying that much a month like obviously i'm gonna have to but you know it's it's absolutely disgusting that the pressure that they're putting on people just to run a household to just to have one family working it's tremendous pressure i know a lot of new couples are thinking it like they're having to live separate and i'm just like wow the oppression of the enemy is real right now he does not want godly couples he does not want godly union he does not want fruitful um increase of the next generation and that's probably our biggest giant in this fellowship it's like ooh, we are feeling it and it's like "Mm, how are we going to go about this we just we push through through the giants of this world you know so with that being said, I think you make a real in, 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 uh, important uh, point and observation where things may not get any easier than what they currently are. And, and we can look at the world and we can see um, the effects that it's having on, on mental health and um, how the secular world are dealing with it. Um, but obviously we're, we're different. We're called, we're called for this. Like this, yeah. is, this is what our purpose is for. Um, how do you see 
and this this can be um i think this can be construed in a way that's actually quite harsh but i think it's just the reality of what god has made us for and um you know he only gives us more than what we can bear which is horrible when someone says that to you when you're going through the oh, <laughs> yeah. but it's true so how do you see that like line of like okay so if you think this is difficult mm. um when things do potentially escalate and there is real persecution i mean you only have to look uh, through church history and see that there was uh, real martyrdom uh, and you know I, i'm not i'm not trying to wish uh, bad things to happen but and comparatively we, we we're so comfortable so how how do you see um how do we like strengthen and, and potentially galvanize ourselves for the future when let's be honest uh, quite a few people are struggling mm. as believers now it's hard it is hard and there was a scripture i i it wasn't on on record but i did a presentation at Sukkot and it was called the good report and we've never done it before it was all about um how we have had an amazing year so Moses before he passed on he did like a recollection of all the good the bad the ugly that went through for Israel and I did one with the good report and it was like all of the amazing things and it was trying to encourage people to stay uplifted going into the new cycle and there was a scripture I think it's in Joshua and it says if you run with the footmen and grow weary how are you gonna continue when it comes up against giants or something I can't remember the actual scripture but it's all it's basically Joshua saying like be strengthened we're gonna go we've been in the wilderness with just us now we're going into a land with giants and massive trials and I think we can take a lot from that like don't grow weary over these these things yes it's hard but it will never get so hard that the Lord abandons us that we're going to be homeless Mm. you know like when did that ever happen you know in in the exodus story um, this the angel of death came but they were protected they had the blood of the lamb all their children survived they made it out alive you know they were bringing people with them so let us take it back to that exodus because we know that there will be a second exodus whether we'll see it i don't know in a way i want to in a way i don't but it's one of them we just don't know but we are getting near them days where you know the bricks are laid on really really thick and we are feeling the pressure and my only advice is to think of a time that you've been in a situation where you've thought like there's no answer like maybe it's a financial situation that you needed a certain amount of money for a bill or something and like did the lord let you down like did you have bailiffs at your door were you homeless did you have um did you lose anything of it no the lord provided for you in that situation you know think of a time that you had nothing and now look what you have like he will always be there for you and we know that the 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 pharaohs of this world they they try and keep us in so much slavery and it comes at a cost um unfortunately it comes with stress and a bit of anxiety because you're thinking oh no how am I going to do this maybe the husband has to work a bit longer hours but do you know what it's all for the glory of him because if you are a woman and you're spending time with your children the enemy doesn't want that basically right. like they're making it so hard for one one working uh, family it's almost impossible like I do have to generate some income because it's just ridiculous what things are going on but the Lord makes a way and the Lord makes it happen so it doesn't come at a sacrifice for, for your children it may, may be a bit stressful at times but ultimately we have to just push on and prioritize the sabbath pay your tithes and he will literally never let you down you know he, he will always be there for you and i'm sure so many of you can testify um situations where you've been provided for yeah i mean is again the, the 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 reality of of 
uh, our life is, is so much further away from what our imaginations take us to where it's like you say <laughs> our, our, our needs are always met like oh, I've slept in a bed every night I've, I've got food in the fridge I've, I've you know I've got freedom to travel all of these things which we inevitably take for granted and the slightest thing that uh, the slightest challenge uh it, it, it just it just completely takes us out of uh, out of the game and um our kingdom perspective is then negated and we don't uh we we forget the promises uh we, we're not uh prayerful we're not in the word um it's just uh i think we're easily shaken i, I think as as yeah. believers and and to, to be fair we are relatively young in the faith. We are learning how to how to walk this out in faith. Because mm-hmm. what is faith? It's the hope of things that aren't yet seen, and all of these things over the horizon, which you're like, you're like, oh gosh, I, I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill. I, I don't know if uh, that person's going to say yes if I uh, like. Just um, there's no such thing as loss yeah. when you have Christ. Like the victory's in Him. Oh, like if, if everything is conforming. Again, I think this is why the um, the importance of a of a, a, a kingdom based mind is so healthy because mm. all things are conforming to its plan, right? Amen. Eschatologically, end times, um, world events, your personal situation—it's all designed for your sanctification and growth, uh, which inevitably is in difficult areas and, and trials and tests. Like to to. to to live in is Christ and to die is gain, like surely. Mm-hmm. Like how 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 important do you think it is to cultivate, to come back to that kingdom perspective rather than being like drawn yeah. into the world? The curse of the world, isn't it? It's like do not worry about what you'll wear, what you will eat, what you, you know, because he, he's, he's there for the sparrow. But man, applying that to difficult situations and the more faith that you have, like the bigger the extreme circumstances come <laughs> and the right. bigger the bill that you might need to pay. But right. Blessed are those that that persevere in, in that situation. But we were talking before about being set apart and how we are um, to be different to the world. And when we were going through uh, Genesis, um, um, Yah separated light from darkness. And the word separate is badal. It means to set apart, distinct. So we must be distinct and set apart from the world to be the light of the world. So... Just thinking about that, like light and day, day and night, like they're so different. The way you feel, the way you you sleep in the in the nighttime, you're not alive, you're not walking around. Like they are very, very different. You feel different. So, do we feel different from the darkness out there? You know, like do we feel a distinct difference, or we kind of like mix in with it? Sometimes we like the darkness. Sometimes we like the light. It's like no, we are to strive to only be mm. like the light and be so set apart from all the darkness out there rather than being a little bit mixed because we know what the mixture comes the mixture comes when you mix darkness and light and the lord absolutely hates that he says he right. will spit out the lukewarm so we have to choose this day whom we shall serve and we have to truly stick the narrow path and, and be there for, and be the light of the world and, and not be um conformed to the cares and the darkness of this world because it's so attractive it comes of attraction like oh revelation this i'm such a know-it-all did you know that like this is going to go on world war three blah 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 i've been telling you for 10 years like some of the conversations that me and joe have had because he has been going on about all this Mm -hmm. wars what's going to happen and now people are coming but it's about not sitting there and talking about all the darkness and then 
when we're in them conversations because it is captivating and it's a good fishing net to get people in the world right, say right. did you it's know this is place. all in the bible however then just don't just sit there and speak about all the darkness speak about the yeshua the plan for salvation how we he need we need him to be in the lamb's book of life and before you know it, people will probably start switching off because it's not attractive anymore but right, right. we've got to try you know yeah so so with that um one of the themes that i that i think the spirit was showing me going into sukkot and during sukkot was uh joy um uh, and again uh, i could probably go on uh, a lot about that but how because you spoke there about you could have the uh, you could have the knowledge you can have the facts you can have all of the um uh, current goings on and and all of that all the agendas and and that's all it's all got its place but how important do you think joy is because yeah. If we're to be the light, right, if, if we're to go out into the world, whether it's as a family, whether it's in our workplaces, um, whether it's evangelizing, and, and, and the Spirit gives us the opportunity to represent in a way that's um, uh, being seen by the world, like, how important is joy? Because this has got to be something, surely, that people want to be a part of or yeah. want a piece of. Like, what do you, what do you reckon? Oh, of, of course. It's like, think about it. Half of the people think we're absolutely crazy. We've lost the plot. We're coming up to a time. We're so set apart from the world. We don't do Christmas. Like, it's such a dark time in, right. in w- the world anyway. Everybody's out to just get drunk, have parties, spend money. And we are just so different. Like, we're just in hibernation mode. Everyone's tired. Like, we were looking around the fellowship before. It was, like, 5 o'clock. It was dark. We were like, we all just want to go to bed. But the kids were still hyper. And it was like, <laughs> oh, my days. Like, I think that was the... the ultimate plan for humanity it was like the winter was a calm time rest time hibernation just just relax but the world has tricked us into wanting to just be like this big party and it's so poisonous for, for your body so yeah we have to really um shed the light out there at this time and, and kind of like show people what this time of year is truly about rather than you know the darkness um yeah yeah sorry what was the question again? <laughs> no it's it's about joy yeah. and and, and uh, yeah. cultivating that joy and, and walking in it because if you yeah. don't have it like what's what's the point it's, it's, it's if it's not real yeah um people see through that because there's a there's a massive distinction between happiness and joy and I, I say this to myself first as ever but i say this to you, to anyone watching are you chasing happiness or are you chasing joy yeah because you can have happiness and that's fleeting and that, that can be momentary, but joy, like, yeah, you know, when you're in the presence of somebody who's like, who's got the joy of the Lord, like you can be walking down the street and the spirit will tell you that's the joy of the yeah, Lord. Like, and I, I want that. I want to be able to, to go into a room, whether it's a, a work environment or even at fellowship. And, uh, I fail at this, uh, consistently but i want that joy to be uh tangible and and mm-hmm. and prominent because otherwise it's like yeah and we can't be like it all the time but that has to be the the, the aim and the default setting setting i reckon yeah no definitely i didn't what i was getting at now it's like <laughs> we're asking so many people to sacrifice so much so to come right. on this walk it requires a lot of sacrifice right, right. it requires doing away with christmas it, it requires flipping your whole seasons around the times of seasons like it's a massive sacrifice for newcomers so why would people want to change their whole life if it's not joyful like Mm. if there's Mm. contention if there's strife like they're just gonna just say do you know what i'm all right over here like i'm happy right now yeah you might they might not have the joy and it might be fleeting but they don't want to take the gamble because there's too much drama going on people are falling out um there's there's things going wrong all the time there's tests and trials it's like 
whoa, I don't want to be <laughs> part of that. So, you know, it's like, it's about, you know, being a witness to them and what are you getting down about today? Like, you're okay, aren't you? Like, thought you've got God. You know, when people are constantly right. waiting for us to slip up in the world, they're like, mm, are you sure this might be bondage? It's a cult. So the second we get down about one thing, the vultures like they right. are and we've all experienced that with our families or friends it's like the pick and holes in it saying oh so much drama and it's like hmm, yeah then the light comes on and you're like no we are to have joy and we are to um yeah show them what it is to be truly truly happy that isn't gonna be taken away from the next lockdown or the next war in the middle east you know yeah and um just um just thinking out loud with regards to uh, Israel in the wilderness, you know, the midbar, the word, mm-hmm. and I, I think in that is a, is a clue and a hat tip to the remedy of um, what it means to like strive in those difficult times, uh, particularly in a group setting. So if you're looking in 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 the flesh and you go, gosh, uh, you know, I don't know how my needs are going to be met. I'm really struggling in this rugged environment. Like, how do I get through that? Well, there's a promised land that they're trying to get to. So what is a promised land? It's a promise. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how do we know what the promises are? Yeah. We read God's word, like, because they're all in there. So for me, it's like, you, you said earlier about abiding in Yeshua. And the there are there are certain, and God's grace is so, so amazing, where you try every soothing thing to like bring you back to a point of being okay. And nothing, nothing will fill yeah. the gap. And then all of a sudden you just open the word and you're like, ah. Oh, Why didn't I do that well, soon? <laughs> it didn't take me so long. I'm sorry, Lord. So, yeah, um, yeah it just made me think of uh, what you're saying about abiding in him in those difficult times and, and reminding yourself of the promises like. Yeah, and it's it's there in the word, isn't it? Like what Joe spoke about on last part, where he was saying, like, have you ever been so thirsty, like so thirsty that like you all you need is a drink of water? And that is the antidote for our all of life's problems. So a lot of people may struggle with like insomnia and stuff and as parents as well like it is hard because if you're in a routine of constantly waking up all night like you're in a fight or flight so it's so hard to switch off if your body clock's kind of if you're having a bit of blip and I was and it was just like I was getting so stressed like I need to sleep right now I'm going to be waking a couple of hours when we're having a rough period but what I did was I literally just got my word you've all got a phone there you've all got a free torch people used to have to light a lantern right. with a piece of oil to be able to like see the word we've got a, a, a torch that even if you put your pillow over it a tiny bit it gives this great ambience and you can just read the word and i'm telling you now you will fall asleep because it's like something in it's so comforting well it's it's scientifically proven anyway that reading makes people fall asleep um faster anyway and you know if you've read a book to go to sleep like you've read one page and you're already like zonked yeah, out yeah. so even with the Bible, it might take a whole chapter of like Chronicles or something, but you will definitely be asleep after reading that. And it's going in, you know, so he is the answer to all of our problems. He is there for us. But what we can do is we can pacify ourselves and we are in a pacifier generation, right. whether it's um, distractions, work, um, phones, games. You know, we all do it. I'm not sitting here saying that I don't because it comes like autopilot. You just do it, and you're like, "Whoa!" It's it can be scary sometimes that that's what you just do. You know, so um, he is the answer for all of our problems. And as long as we do read the word and stay in him and attend fellowship and bless others and live like he lived to be Christ-like, was to um, surround himself and 
live out his gift and live live a, a called according to his purpose and that is the true antidote for abiding in him right know? yeah because you know he gives us these directions not because he's a um some sort of tyrant who wants to punish us it's like you know be in my word when you when you wake up when you arise when you go by the way when you go go to bed it's not because he's like you have to do this thing because i need you to do it it's like it's for our betterment it's for um for protection and it's for that peace where like you say i think when you're in a good rhythm when your habits are are better than what they should be um you you can reap the the reward from that um with that like how important do you think um the uh like looking after yourself is like again and and this is this is just my opinion i think so much stuff is over spiritualized to the point where we forget how supernatural life itself is mm-hmm. right um we are obviously the temple of the holy spirit how important to you is is like really basic stuff in terms of uh maintaining that peace and being a light because um when you do take your, your foot off the gas as it were and you're not eating right and you are watching the things that maybe do have mixture yeah um and then two weeks or or, or two months down the road all of a sudden oh yeah i'm, I'm really not feeling god's presence and yeah. yeah i don't think he's speaking to me it's like i don't think god really needs to channel netflix to get to yeah, you yeah, do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. how important to you it, well how much of a challenge do you find it because i find it, it it can be quite difficult to actually cultivate uh your temple to receive the holy spirit as best as it can oh it's it's the ultimate battle of of the flesh versus the spirit it says in the word that like the spirit is well but the flesh is weak it's like you've had a hard day a long day like yeah you might just want to watch like something cheesy on netflix and i have the past few weeks i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say that i haven't but noticing like there's just so many agendas on these stupid things and whether it's like wildfires or oh feminism and i'm just thinking like what am i even doing and it's just a massive pacifier it's like i see the agendas for what they are it's so cheesy like why am i even doing this to myself but sometimes it is good like a bit of escapism to just like have something that you're just not i'm I'm not gonna sit here and say like it's so bad because it's probably up there of one of the least of the worries in the fellowship in the body when you know just the the odd time but if you're doing it every single night and it's getting away of what reading your bible or teachings like they have to be a priority like they do find teachings that you're constantly tuning in for like a youtube subscription that does the torah portions better yet uh, a physical fellowship like don't miss a shabbat like whatever you do because it's such a long week like seven on the seventh day it's command why would he put it in his word as a command like just just get there for what however drag yourself there if you have to walk there just 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 do it because you need that fellowship in in this time and we're not bigger than the enemy we're not bigger than our flesh because it just becomes like a snowball a week is such a long time to be out of fellowship and in the world and you know it's just yeah it's just not recommended um just like diet isn't recommended i wouldn't recommend somebody has a bowl of cocoa pops for breakfast it's like you wouldn't think i'm trying to control your life by telling you not to eat a chocolate muffin and bowl of cocoa pops for breakfast you'd be like oh no she's looking out for me it's like no i'm looking out for you as well telling you to be in the word be at fellowship it's all so important and our physical diet is important like I um, have recently started to incorporate eating uh, liver. Um, I absolutely hated the stuff. It was <laughs> I, I used to look at Joe like, oh, that is just slimy. It's horrible. And it is, um, it's not for the faint hearted, but I do recommend it because it's so like 100 grams. It's got oh, so much iron, vitamin A, like 
you have it and you feel like a buzz off it. Like right. I had some at like 10 a.m. And at 4 p.m. I still wasn't hungry and neither was Jonah. And he is a massive eater. We'd been out all day. We had so much energy. So then comparing that to a day when we might have like a bowl of porridge with honey for breakfast, like you crash, you feel more hungry. So you feel it in yourself. But I can't get up every single morning and have uh, eggs, liver and avocado. Like that's just not sustainable. I'm not going to sit here and say that's what I'm going to do every day. But do I notice the days when I do feel better? Yeah. And that is what it's like with the Messiah. Like he's not going to sit and condemn us and say, you didn't read your Bible this morning. He's just looking at us going like, look how crap you feel for not um doing that like and that's where grace comes in have grace with yourself there's so many circumstances where you might have had a rough night's sleep you don't want to be getting up and having making that it makes the kitchen smell you might not feel like it so that have grace on yourself but you will notice the difference that like when you do eat better and it's like being in the word you, you notice it it's a tangible difference to starting the day um on social media you know yeah I, I think the key word that you've um you've brought there is pa- pacify uh, and to pacify you know is to alleviate um and to bring comfort to separate and i think if you are in a if you are let's say more emotionally turbulent than normal then you're going to seek to be pacified, oh, yes. right? So like you say, you, you, you're not eating the right things. You left yourself vulnerable. And again, this, this, is, this, is, this illustrates how practical a spiritual warfare is because if you aren't eating right, if you aren't consuming, if you're not guarding the gates, like the enemy will kick your backside. Oh, yeah. And then before you know it, you're like, ah, oh, the, uh, the enemy's just having a field day. Uh, I'm just going to go watch some, some uh you know top gear or whatever it is <laughs> do you know what i mean like to yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. separate and it's like if you were if you were on a battlefield right it'd yeah. be like right you're in the trenches and all your all your boys are at the t- over going over the top like fighting off the enemy and you're just sat there like sucking your thumb like your oh yeah I, I just feel a bit like and it's like yeah no on 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 one hand i i think you need to be uh, compassionate and loving towards people who do struggle but on the other it's like what you're doing is actually sinful is yeah. actually going against god's will in your life like he he may he may not have made you to to sit there and eat doritos on the couch and, and watch what you want because that's not w- what it's we're true. called to do so um yeah i think what you're saying there about being pacified it's like we all um, need time out. We all need to, to go to A&E spiritually every now and again. That's absolutely legit. But if that's your constant, like, yeah. and you feel like you're getting served, then, um, yeah, get get get, get to uh, Dr. Bex and she'll she'll sort you out the remedy. Oh, yeah. I mean, like like Darren said, we have all been there. But you, for me now, I'm getting to the point where it's like I tangibly notice the difference. It's like your dreams start getting affected. You're having dreams over, like, silly things that you haven't dreamt about in years and it's like hmm these are familiarity we know that things on the telly and the latest things are just pushing agendas at us the try it's just absolutely awful really when we think about it um so yeah it's like you will notice a tangible difference um from reading your bible and and with, with that tangible difference do you think because things have increased and the um how can i say the um the battle lines are that much tighter where if you have a specific calling or if you've got a responsibility or a duty, yeah. if you don't do that, the turnover quick is so much quicker. Yeah. Like the Lord allows for the enemy to come in and, and do his thing so much quicker than before. Oh, um, yeah. have, have you, do you think that's, do you think that's like a good indication that, that like the Lord wants you 
like on your game yeah it's like a reminder it's like now i see jonah like if he's even about to like do something wrong i look at him like that like i don't even have to react and he like steps away <laughs> and it's like that's how you know you've got a good relationship like right. rather than having to constantly sit down explain to him i don't need to do that all the time now because he knows we've been there before we've had this conversation right. and i'm like you know you shouldn't be doing that why are you doing that and he looks at me and he's like sometimes he does it anyway but he's getting to the age now that he's starting to realize and that comes with maturity you know like babies they don't have the capacity to sit there and say oh oh, that was wrong that was wrong they have to learn and they have to be told and directed and if you become more mature on your walk you know the things that you can't do and they're not going to be beneficial to your walk and yeah you do and for me it comes like where usually I'm the most vulnerable like in in my sleep as well and it's like you will just get weird dreams and it's like hmm, where is this coming from you know your gates are left a little bit open so yeah I definitely feel it and I know that's God's grace because he wants me to be doing other things he wants me to be reading the word listening to teachings maybe even doing a little bit of work you know or just resting um or fellowshipping being there for the body texting people seeing if they're okay and really attending to the flock I know that's what he wants me to do so yeah you can only run away from it for so long I mean look at Joe now he got swallowed by a fish we don't want to get to that (laughs) point do we (laughs) no but it's it's funky dream season I just anecdotally like the amount of people I've spoken to and they're they're just having the strangest things taking place and um uh, again there's a I think you need to take responsibility for that because it's like what have I allowed into my gates that's that's facilitated this uh, this attack or this oppression and, and bearing in mind, like when you put, um, you know, when you put a Job lens on things, it's like the Lord allows certain things. So if you're in a season where you are uh, in a deficit, you are struggling um, or you are emotionally, um, uh, d- you know, in a difficult space, like the Lord is allowing this uh, time and he's allowing the enemy to do certain things that so you do run to him, like that you, you that you um that you find the anecdote uh, as soon as possible because it's um it's for our, our betterment essentially um and it, again it's part of the great sifting um it says even the elect will be deceived and there has to be a sifting process there has to be a refining process and we can only get away with certain things for so long before the lord says like no like this isn't actually my standard mm. like there's grace there's grace there's grace but there is a defined standard that we have to live up to and if we're not it does say that we are going to be sifted you know it says right. that um yeshua will um badal that will badal distinct set apart the sheep from the goats like we have to we have to be judged ultimately like we can't get away with this sin for so for for he sees it it's it's in the light of his face so he's gonna have to deal with it eventually and he can only give grace and there is times when we have to have a bit of time out and say you know just deal with what you've done there and ultimately it's him that does that we can't do that for for him so yeah we have to just constantly check check ourselves saying is the lord refining that in me does he want to take that away from me and being straight up and being like, oh, I need to leave this here now, you know, it's, right. it's, it's not coming with me for the rest of my walk. I mean, basically, if you were to look, and I, I'm generalizing here, I, I genuinely believe that Western Christianity has been castrated by their own sin. It's like you you can't, when you, like you say, when you, when you have a, a particular behavior or, or a habitual sin that's crept into your life, um, the enemy has you to a point where it's like I can't be the light of the world because he has me in a, a place of 
A, condemnation, or B, um, I, I just don't, I haven't got the spirit in me to, to, to step out in faith, to, to, to be uh, a good witness for, for Yeshua. In any environment, um, the accuser just gets on top of you. So I think, again, you make a really good point there of, is there something in your life that is holding you back? Because you can't worship and you can't put your hands up in the air knowing that you've just done X, Y, or Z, or you know that you're not fully walking out you know, you, you're in a form of hypocrisy. It's like that, that like you say, that level of um, cutoff point is, is getting really, really um, narrow and really yeah, difficult. The threshold is... Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder and that's how we know we're getting closer to him because if we are constantly striving to be at that New Jerusalem be in the kingdom there's certain things that he will not have there he says even in the new testament um certain things will not inherit the kingdom and there's a whole list fornication adultery um adultery like there's just loads of things that won't get there in a f- outburst of wrath like there's things that we have to really work on that can't be taken with us you know and all of us included we will all have them but we have to strive to, to let them go and it's how we know we're getting closer to him um right. and the next thing i want to talk about is uh unity and the temple we spoke about before how we have to have joy we have to be um of one accord and we have to um we are the temple basically um and i was listening again to a bill cloud teaching and i've done some studies on um the temple and when we were at sicko what we actually do is we do um israel versus judah and it's it gets absolutely hype like half of the camp is on one team with the wristband and, the other, and we have sports days we have games you get points for working in the kitchen and obviously there's a winner at the end and everyone shouting judah israel and like it gets so it, it gets heated but it, it's like the ultimate competition isn't it it's great but we learn about how they become unified but what we don't really touch on is why they kind of like split up in the first place and um obviously we know solomon was allowed to build the temple um he was blessed with that because he has wisdom and he strove for wisdom and he really did seek the lord's heart and if you read the proverbs it's like wow this they say as well like read proverbs see your children and they'll never be um in any lost in any situation and it's the so potent i read them now and i'm like why don't i read these every day so he was a blessed man but we knew that um he actually did fall he fall fell into you know fornication and 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 women and he he had like a lot of wives like i can't even not even going to try and tell you how many wives he had but unfortunately it did take hold of him and he did fall into idol worship and he did build altars up to strange gods and it really did displease god so ultimately he he wasn't allowed to ruin any more rule anymore and it was his son uh rehoboam who was allowed to um rule the temple um and when he was starting to um rule the temple um after solomon died he was getting counsel from people they were saying like don't rule like your dad he was like quite strict so half of the people were saying like go easy on the people have more grace and that was like his elect and his divine counsel that was his counsel that his dad always took counsel off and that was god anointed counsel but it was like his friends that were saying um 
no, go hard on them. You know, they need a strong leader right now. And he, in fact, um, took counsel from his friends instead of the divine counsel. And basically what that did was um, cause things to go massively downhill in the kingdom. Um, I can't remember whether, whether this caused the split, but basically what I took from that is in this fellowship, we have a divine council eldership any decision that we make in this fellowship comes from our divine counselors doesn't just come from joe or jack saying i want to do this i want to you know we take it to a board and we've learned from trial and error that um we have to listen to our counsels so if there's ever a time where you feel like in disagreement with us that we haven't listened to you it's not because like we don't want to listen to you it's just because we have our divine elders and our divine leaders that you know we want to take counsel from because that is what who God's anointed. Um, and then it goes on um to say that the other tribes, there was actually ten of them. So it was ten and two. Rehoboam had the two, Jeroboam had ten, and he seemed like he was he was winning. He was he was like smashing it. He had ten of the tribes. And they said, um, Rehoboam was so like furious, he said, I want to fight with the other tribes. And the word from the Lord said do not Don't fight go, yeah. with the tribes. So we know and we can take from that that we are not to fight with people uh, that are on this walk. You know, that we've seen constant debates um, things like, online comments being made it's like don't go there if we're all striving to be israel don't make the past mistakes of the past kingdoms it's like just not just don't do that you know so yeah i I took from that that we all have to really stick on this narrow path and if we are israel we are the spiritual israel let's not fight with one another let's stay in unity because we just we just don't want to go there you know and we have to learn from our our past um our forefathers mistakes unfortunately (laughs) Is, is there's something you you put um you put one Christian in a room and you'll find two different opinions on everything. It's just like there's wow. something in the makeup where it's just like we love a uh, yeah we just love getting into it and and quite often it can come from a place of zealousness or yeah. you know you, you you're passionate you, you're guarding the truth or you have your perspective that's fine but um yeah it says here in Titus three nine but avoid foolish disputes mm-hmm. genealogies contentions and strivings about the law for they are unprofitable and useless. Now we we love a midrash at, here at the Armand house um more than happy to get into any biblical topic me personally i'm happy to discuss it i'm happy to be wrong um but ultimately it's like you're my brother you're my sister um and this this is just um my uh what i've been shown uh over the last couple of years is i i've become so much more comfortable with somebody not being in agreement with what i have to say or think and and vice versa yeah if if we see scripture a certain way if we see uh um a, a theology that's, that's that's different like it's okay yeah do we agree on the basic fundamentals of the faith do yeah. we align on the gospel oh, are we trying our best to uh, be obedient to his commandments are we sharing in his his feasts and even if we're not can i find the common ground so it is again blessed are the peacemakers oh, by man. all means be zealous for the torah be zealous for for the truth and and strive for for to, to be a berean all of these things which are, are are mad fruitful but um at the cost of a relationship where essentially you can be um you can just agree to disagree Oh, we have to because I'm I'm not saying there to just go over old ground and just say, Oh, why why this, why this? But a big revelation that I found in this situation is the ten tribes that 
um, seemed like they were getting it all right. They seemed like they were absolutely smashing it. But it wasn't long before they started worshipping idols. Mm. Because you know what they did? They took away from... They couldn't do the feasts anymore properly because they couldn't go to Jerusalem because that was the other kingdom's land. There was loads of things that they couldn't do. So they had to build their own altars. And before you know it, they got... They were worshipping other gods. They were introduced into paganism and they got taken captive by Assyria. So like, do you want to be... It's, go- it's not going to be long before you become captive and I'm talking right. not a physical captive. I'm talking a spiritual captive. And sadly, I've seen people leave this fellowship, have gone back. It just starts with a bit of family time. Oh, we're just going to do this on the Sabbath. Before you know it, it's full-blown Sabbath breaking. I've seen people now denying God. It's like, it's a dangerous path to go down, not just because we're getting it all right. It's because if you're in a 50 to 100 mile radius of a fellowship and you're not there over a small contention, like, I'm sorry, but if that doesn't explain to you and the state of your own heart, then I don't know what will, because ultimately, how are you keeping the feast? How are you keeping the Sabbath? Yeah, we can all do it, but are you doing it in a way that pleases God or you're doing it a way that just pleases your own flesh and I'm sorry but you know we have to really really take account of where we're at and how we are doing this walk and don't take part in splits or divides because we've seen how it happens and ultimately we all have to become back together at one at one point if we want to go through the, the the gates in the new Jerusalem we have to go through in unity. We can't go through right. saying they're wrong, they're wrong. We have right. to go through in unity. Like there's only one way into the kingdom. Yeah, it says there's 12 doors, but 12 doors through the 12 tribes. But like you can't say, oh, we're falling out with them. They're part of the wrong tribe. It's like, come on, like get our act together now. If we're all doing this, we have to do it in unity and love because we've seen the way that it goes the other way, right. you know? Definitely. And um, there's there's always going to be disagreements. There's always going to be um uh, differences of, of opinion and perspectives that's that's just the nature of it um but what what do you think the um you know i touched on a couple there what do you think the core ingredients to um maintaining and cultivating unity and how that essentially allows us to to continue to be light in the world uh, grace grace and love for one another the the greatest commandment from the lord was i command you to love one another as i loved you and be one a cad and be of one accord and yeah there might be little things i'm sorry but there's things that i disagree with joe that just wind me up the wrong way but i don't <laughs> divorce him do i like come on like there's gonna be things that we all don't disagree with and we all you know don't see eye to eye on but just show love and carry each other's burdens and put one th- it's the agape love me and right. bev our sister always talks about the agape love and it's being there just because someone isn't where you are at on a certain measure of life doesn't mean that you have to like disown them because then you'll just have nobody so it's about meeting meeting them where they're at forgive so you shall be forgiven and give grace as Yeshua gives it to us amen hallelujah so yeah that's um that's all I've got really to uh, talk about tonight. My notes have ended. But um, as Darren said, we want to do this. We want to aim to do it once a month. Yeah, willing. So if you've got any other topics that you know you want to speak about or have been on your heart in this season, um, as the, the, the nights grow darker and you know spiritually as well, we know that it's right. just the wild west out there. What are you struggling with? Um, is the things that you want to speak about that other sisters may be struggling with that we can maybe like unravel, encourage? The word says to build one and up, one another up, edify each other, be there for each other. So yeah, just uh, hit us up in the comments, and we look forward to the next one.
Yeah, as Beck said, reach out. Don't be a stranger. Um, we uh, we really enjoy the interaction with uh, the people that are keyed into the ministry uh, and the work that's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much, Bex, again for for what you've brought. Um, all glory be to Yah. We pray that this can um, again assist you, edify you. Um, if there's anything that that touched you, please. Please let us know if there's anything you may even disagree with, then by all means, let us know. <laughs> and, and we'll try not to be offended after what we've just been talking about. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, it's been a pleasure, Bex. Thank you so much for for, for uh, gracing us with your presence. Um, you are willing, it won't be too long till we have you back. Um, but again, uh, from our house to yours, uh, Shalom. We love you. God bless. And uh, we pray that you can continue to be a light in the world in these dark times. Amen.